Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, my patrons. Uh, hey, patrons, I'm not sure if you have that Lens app set up or uh, your RSS feed set up, but I'm going to assume you do. Uh, that doesn't do anybody any good. So, you, so, did you just hear that, patrons? I'm going to leave it in. That's, uh, uh, you know, even I get self-critical uh, some of the time, and I try to keep it out of the podcast, so I apologize. Hey, I'm sorry. Like, well, this is a real, uh, real exchange. Uh, we're just doing our best here. And what's, you know, I know you're getting nervous, but uh, really the people that are listening to the message are the ones that support us. And they know you're here to support them, too, to get a good night's sleep. It's a symbiotic, maybe. I don't, you know, we're doing our best, all of us. Uh, thanks, patrons. Uh, and let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, everybody, I want to do a little bit of a friendly competition here. Uh, you know, one huge way to help the show is to spread the word and ask people to actually subscribe in Apple Podcasts or whatever app, uh, Google Podcasts or whatever app they choose to subscribe in, uh, Spotify or whatever. And I wanted to just uh, like make a friendly competition. That's a huge way to support the show is just to let people know and say, hey, check out this podcast, subscribe to it. And right now, uh, Australia... Uh, Iceland, uh, Malta, and New Zealand are where the show is growing most. So thanks to everybody in Australia, New Zealand, Iceland, and Malta. Holy mackerel. And uh, I'd like to see, we'll do this for the rest of the summer. And then uh, as we did when Sweden took the title a couple of years ago, uh, I'll figure out something fun to do. So any other country in the world, you know, start spreading the word wherever you are. And we'll see it reflected. Uh, and, you know, keep up the good work there, uh, Malta, Iceland, uh, Sweden, and New Zealand. Thank you. Uh, great way to help the show. And let's see how it goes. Thanks, everybody. And uh, Sleep With Me is also made possible by uh, hard work. Chris Poster Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful Studios, who does our theme music and edits shows. Carl W., who edits episodes. Jonathan Mann, the mystery bard, is on our lullabies. You can commission a song from him for any holiday. At song.jonathanman.net. Uh, I'm at Dear Scooter on Twitter. I want to thank uh, Kenny, Scotty, and Jennifer on our artwork. Uh, team at Astound on our website. Uh, everybody at Night Vale Presents. You can check out all the amazing shows over there at nightvalepresents.com. And our listeners have their own Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. And I want to thank the moderators. Uh, it just people creating a listener community. Uh, in their spare time, uh, Keith and Laura, Stacy and Sarah, and Julie and Jennifer. And that's it. Let's uh, get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to try to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, changes in time or temperature, uh, travel, work stuff, whatever it is, whether it's something internal or external, uh, situational, relational, uh, whatever, like something from a musical, because I said, what is that? Is that a line from a musical, situational, relational, foundational? 
whatever it is, I'm going to, I'm trying, I'm going to, I'm here to help. I'm here to try to help. I'm going to try to create a safe place and win your trust if you're new. And a safe place just means, yeah, you can uh, kind of like uh, relax a little bit, kind of uh, let some air out and see how it goes. And what I'm going to do is send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, rusty meanders, faded sleep dust, meanderwear, uh, which is what I wear under my clothes. Um, my meander, by the way, my meanderwear is not rusty, just my meanders. My meanderwear is uh, laundered. They said when I bought it, they said it had to be dry cleaned. And I said, I'll show you dry cleaned. I thought I designed, I said, I designed this meanderwear from the ground up uh, to, uh, to plus my meanders. Um, and they said, well, yeah, well, but when you, when you designed it, you made it out of dry clean material. And I said, never mind. I'll be fine on my own. Uh, sorry about that. I drifted into product development's place. Um, okay, where was I? Um, oh, my semi voice crusted you. I'm here to keep you company. I'm here to be your boyfriend. If you're new, welcome. The show's a little bit different, so give it a few tries. Uh, it's tough to make sense of if you're if you're new and you say, "Well, how does this show work?" I would just kick back and listen. Kind of. That's one of the rules of the podcast is you don't need to listen. You can listen however you wish, uh, and you can not listen, or you could totally listen really closely. Uh, so that's one. Two, there's no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here to keep you company for about an hour, and you can fall asleep as it suits you. Like, just kind of listen to me. I'll be barely engaging, but just get engaging enough to keep your mind off of stuff. And walk at your side, keep you company as you drift off into dreamland. That's the goal of the show. Uh, structurally, what to expect. First few minutes of the show are business. That's how we keep the podcast free, is our patrons and the people that support the sponsors there. So thank you for doing that. Uh, then we're in, then we have an intro. The intros are about 12 minutes or so. And they're different every time, though they follow a similar pattern of me trying to uh, establish some rapport with the new listener. Hello, new listener. Uh, refresh rapport with uh, regular listeners. Hello, regular listeners. Um, smooth pat and pat that a safe place out uh, with anyone in the need of a safe place. Hello, everybody. And uh, where I try to get, be goofy and uh, goof you up, whoever might need some goofiness. How you doing? And where I kind of interact with you to try to put like a neutral, neutral smile on your face. Uh, and uh, even when I'm recording, I might like uh, scratch my armpits uh, like I'm at a zoo or something. Because, you know, part of me, uh, goofity, goofity, goo. Uh, they say, Scoots, we're not an infant. They say, hey, dude, that's one thing. The infants love me, by the way. Yeah, I think I don't know if it's my creaky dulcet tones or my pointless meanders. Yeah, because they don't need to understand. They just say, "Well, that's a goofy face you got. Uh, let me look at it again." And they said, "Then, the, like, if anybody could speak, it'd say, oh, you 'Oh, you're not making a face.'" And it'd say, "No, I was born. I was born a goof. Uh, I can just goof it up, uh, or whatever you know, other term you like, clown it up, uh, uh, mess around." 
Uh, so that's the intro where I, I try to um, explain what the podcast is for 12 minutes. Uh, and you can use the, the intro to get ready for bed as a part of your wind down routine uh, during the day if you need a little chill out time uh, as you gather your pets and prep your pillows. A uh, few people skip the intro. Um, you know, use it however you wish. Uh, some people listen to the podcast all night long. So that's a couple ways. That's the intro. Then there'll be tonight. We'll be doing a recap of the good place. Uh, the TV show. We'll do two episodes. It'll be very, uh, try not to, uh, I mean, I, I can't promise I won't spoil any plot points. I can't promise I'll like explain, jo- uh, explain jokes to the point where they lose their humor. Uh, because I'm putting you to sleep, that's why. Uh, I won't really, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say, hey, wasn't that funny? Mostly I'll be talking about uh, the stuff around Eleanor's house. Anything Chidi writes on a chalkboard, I'll try to uh, say, well, I'll, I'll try to see what that is and then write it down and read my handwriting. Yeah, anything Michael or anyone else in the good place displays on a screen. Um... Michael's, these are the main subjects we cover. Michael's bow ties, but I don't have the vocabulary really to describe those things in Michael's office. How come, hey, hey Jeopardy, I know I shout you out a lot. Uh, how come you don't, can you have a category? Things in Michael's office. Um, I think I would do okay on that. I mean, it depends. If it was kids Jeopardy, I'd do great on it. But I, um, so anyway, we'll be talking about the good place. And then we have some thank yous at the end. So you can fall asleep whatever you wish. Now, if you're a big Good Place fan, the Good Place fan, if you're a big fan that listens to the Good Place, holy cow, you got it made. I don't know if that's part of your job or your hobby. You say, when when I'm not blowing wind, I'm watching the Good Place. Or if you're watching the Good Place while you work. Because I don't know when a fan, is a fan like, uh, is that a, I don't even know. Never interviewed a fan before. I had no, I did. I did do a show, but that's that's a that's a workplace hazard for me. I thought I'd never done it, and I did an entire podcast about being a fan of my fan. But in this case, I was picturing more of an industrial fan, if you'll excuse me. And as an industrial fan that loves a good place, it's just a match made in heaven, if you don't mind me uh, punning around. Only, only I found that funny. Even fans did not laugh. Okay, so yeah, I'll be talking about the good place, and uh, so that's the structure of the show. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else you really need to know is that I'll be making uh, humor attempts, like I did there. It does. We, people do ask me, Scoots, what do you use to fall asleep? Because the reason I make this show is because as a kid I couldn't sleep, and then as an adult I have issues on and off sleeping. And a lot of it is because I overthink, but other times it's just mysterious reasons. And people ask, can you listen to your podcast? I say, no, because, you know, I'd be still kind of working like that fan. It would be the same thing. You say, hey, do you ever listen to a fan to sleep? And the fan would say, no. Yeah, that's my job. Like, I would wonder... You know, I, I can I would hear how their ball bearings are doing, or I'd say that fan needs some lubricant, or you know that fan needs to be dusted. Uh, things that fan owners like you, Scooter, forget to do. 
I mean, what does it take for somebody to come and dust my blades already? Has that ever been a character in a Western, Dusty Blades? It, it probably has. Uh, old Dusty Blades. Uh, I'd say, well, first of all, I'd have to figure out how to get in there yeah, to dust your blades. Uh, secondly, uh, I'd have to remember to do it. I, I mean, I didn't, I, I guess uh, we've been in a relationship so long, I never knew that's what you wanted. Uh, your blades dusted. I'm so glad you told me. Now that I know, uh, I'll be I'll be more. I mean, I'll be, once you remind me six months from now, I may remember to do it. I'm sure. Sh- I'm sorry, your blades are so dusty. Uh, I mean, they, but if we're ever in a Western movie, of course they would be dusty because you'd be out there in the dust. This is more. Also, it's not dust. It's more of a gray. Uh, thing I guess that is oh that is dust uh huh I thought I I didn't realize I was speaking to a fan I had a personal relationship with I thought I was speaking to an industrial fan that's another thing like that could be someone hey I'm an industrial fan I'm a fan of industry I'm an industrial fan or you could be a mass produced fan for a fandom everywhere you say yeah I'm an industrial fan industrial strength fan. That's a sleep with me fans for sure, right? Regular, can I can I get a uh, whoosh whoosh uh, regular listeners? Uh, anyway, if you're new, so here's the here, here's the show. I'm your boyfriend. I've been there in the deep dark night. I'm gonna try to take your mind off of stuff. I'm gonna spin around in circles just like a fan would. I'm gonna keep you company with a steady my uh, like. Some people can sleep to that steady humming of a fan. I like my fan noise, and this isn't a joke, to have like three or four layers. Uh, the problem is, uh, and don't worry, one day I'll, I'll conquer this. I'll, fi- I'll fix all of this, too. Uh, don't fade your fan noises out. Uh, how am I supposed to loop your fan noise if it has a fade in there? I mean, yeah, I can do some extreme crossfade uh, management inside of my music apps, but... Uh, I mean, come on already. What are you you thinking? Who needs a two-minute fan? I mean, a fan sound with fading outs. Who would have thought that a a sleep podcast intro would turn into me trolling sleep fan fan sounds uh, uh, and giving away all my secret, uh, you know, product development info? But yeah, I do. I did record some fans, and I forgot what I named the files. Uh, So one day those will be turned on the world. And you'll have some scoots-level industrial fan noises to listen to. But I think for most people, like, it's nice to have a boar friend, which is my job, or a boar bay, or a boar bud, a boar sib, a boar cuz, a borber, right? Have we used that term before? It's like your boring neighbor. I'm your borber. Or I could be your boar bird, landing, you know, instead of tweeting outside your windows like those annoying friggin' birds, uh... You know, I'm just out there talking like this, and welcome to sleep with me. The podcast that puts you to sleep, we do it's a bedtime story. And, yeah, these branches are pretty good. It got some budding going here on these branches. Never looked at the branches before, under, but, uh, you know, it's pretty nice. I'm kind of here swaying in the breeze, and I'm listening to Scooter talking instead of tweeting. And yes, Scooter, that you are implanting this thought on me to spread it around to the other birds to not tweet at all anymore. 
and let people just sleep uh, because uh, they got stuff going on. And uh, you know what? I'm sleeping. You, you know, people always say I never see a bird asleep. Uh, never saw a bird sleeping except in a bird's nest where they sleep. And you say, yeah, you won't catch me asleep, uh, but you will now because now we're listening to Sleep With Me. So that's it. That's the podcast uh, in a nutshell by a nut. Uh, and I'm here to help and I really hope uh, and I really yearn I can put you to sleep. Thank you so much for coming by. Uh, and uh, let's hear a couple of ways we keep this show going. All right, so we're talking uh, episodes 9 and 10 of The Good Place. Uh, Someone Like Me as a Member is uh, episode 9. And it starts off with the, the sweet sounds of a, a wonderful world. When I think to myself, uh, it is of a slow-motion butterfly, a three-arched stone bridge, as we've seen in uh, in this uh, botanical garden, That is some of the episodes, uh, that is The Good Place or is the essence of the good place, or is it Los Angeles or other area? I'm not sure where they shoot the good place. I mean, everything. So where they shoot it. There's also like a a, a distant shot that we last saw Michael, Janet, and Chidi when Chidi was, he said, you should be a cartographer. And Chidi said, oh, stomachache. No, he said something else. He was talking about his directional issues, which still cracks me up. But there's a rainbow. There's a rainbow there. It's not a double rainbow. It's a, it's actually a fading, beautiful rainbow. And it's yeah, the overhead shot of the entire good place. And then we have a close-up of Eleanor. She has a goofy smile on her face. Adam Scott snaps. I like how he has a, a, t- a very fitting of his character, and he just looks good. He's got a blazer with a T-shirt on, that casual look. That uh, flower, white, uh, that white flower is on Michael's desk. Uh, he called, and he uses term ding-dongs, which made me think of ding-dongs. Uh, the whole Bad Place crew is there in the background. They're doing a lot of uh, fo- using their phones in the background, which I think people, that's like one of those things, like everybody gets fed up with that, but everybody kind of does it. If we are all like just like... Uh, I don't know. We we need a cultural construct for that. That uh, doesn't involve finger pointing and sighing, though. But the people from the bad place were doing it and slouching around. Michael's desk is back to normal, just in case, like like me, you were thinking about it. Um, his desk has its the blotter, whatever you call it, uh, that you write on. His his desk set, uh, the pen set. I don't think the pen set ever left. What does this say? Trevor keeps losing points. What does that even mean? Trevor keeps losing points. There's something. Lazing points. They mention unicorns, uh, which is always, you know, you can't ever go wrong with unicorns. And we get some more Eleanor backstory because Michael says she's a part of our team. And then we go back to Adobe High. And you could Google, you could watch Good Place to find out what their mascot is. We have a young high school age Eleanor, I guess. She's drinking orange soda. She she uses her mop top, which cracked me up. A gel pen was also used. Oh no, I could sp- oh because I looked. There was a couple of signs, so I'll spell it out for you. Uh, one sign says S C O R P I. 
dash O T I E S pride. And, uh, it says posh. It's two days in a row. Uh, something for the, it's two days in a row for the red and the yellow. Okay. A poster, not posh poster. I saw a sign for a food fair that was coming up at, at uh, Adobe High. I like how it sounds uh, in the character who said it, uh, Adobe High. Uh, then we're back at Tahani's house, uh, and she has a green marble, like a really fancy green marble table. Her Degas ballerina paintings on it. We get a quick glimpse of bad Janet. Uh, not all clad in leather. Her, I don't think her pants are leather. They're leather-like, but they have sparkles. Like, so maybe some sort of leather, like, uh, leather, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Michael has never de- dealt with negative emotions, according to uh, this part of the show. Yeah, we get real Eleanor and uh, fake Eleanor, and really <laughs> grand, grand stuff, uh, uh, real Eleanor's excitement at her C-L-O-W-N, C-L-O-W-N Nook. So, oh, the only thing that would make it better, uh, Adam Scott's character, Trevor, that's the character's name, says to swear to Bieber. Uh, so they do praise Bieber where they can't come from. They talk about endless baby showers and long jazz songs being two of Eleanor's least favorite things. Uh, also, cheating knows Elton John. Uh, I mean, casually. He knows that Elton John's a piano player. Eleanor does not. What does this mean? They go to dinner. What does this mean? Subtly segue. Subtly segue. It's in quotes. I don't know what that means. Uh, but it happened maybe in the episode where I thought about it. And then Janet says, what are popper? What is a poppers uh, to Jason? Or no, maybe that's in Michael's... Uh, Maybe this is at uh, Tahani's house. Uh, Michael's, they're doing imitations of Michael. I wonder if Tahani says something about segues. Uh, let's see, mop top. I'm looking through here to see what I can find. I, for some reason, I have the um, uh, closed captions off just because I was actually watching something for enjoyment. I didn't want the captions on. Uh, by the way, Bravo Netflix. If you turn the caption, I mean this is real, a real Bravo, not a. It's like if the uh, closed captions are on on your uh, device, then they're on on your TV too. Uh, bad place crew, bad Janet, nearest cafe. Anyway, let's get back. Oh, uh, real and uh, uh eating uh, Tom Young Gung soup. Uh, GD's having grilled eggplant. I can't eat shellfish, but I do like that Thai soup. Um, before I was before I realized I was allergic to shellfish, uh, uh, Trevor actually is doing a little Michael action. He has a hot pink pocket square going, and a, but a regular tie, a paisley tie. Eleanor has a really good glare at Trevor at one point. Uh, then we get uh, some really nice. Uh, human stuff with Jason and Janet. Uh, and Jason's really, I guess, empathizing with Janet. He says, I really know how you feel. What uh, matters is what's in your heart, I think he says to Janet. Let me see if I could figure out what he says. 
Yeah, all that matters is what's in your heart. Uh, I thought that was like, a, I mean, that's what he said. Uh, also, Jason says he ate 50 jalapeno poppers once in two minutes. And this episode and maybe the next one have a lot, a lot of big hugs. So there's a big hug between Jason and Janet, like a legit hug. Uh, then Tahani uses the term trust falls with Barry Diller. And I don't know if Barry Diller was famous for doing those uh, at meetings, uh, but it just stuck out to me. It was, I mean, it was, it was, it was in character. At 11 minutes and 10 seconds, Michael has a time. Oh, yeah, this part's cool. Because uh, they start partying, and Michael has, like, this awesome flashing bow tie. Like, almost like it has a neon around it. I mean, definitely some sort of LED-type action, but not lame at all. Like, you, you know, you get a tie that's supposed to light up. It, it doesn't usually look cool. His looks cool. Uh, then the song, Who Let's the Dogs a Dog Out Play? Who Let the Dogs Out Plays, which uh, people from the Bad Place are big fans of. Uh, Trevor also has a big, very big rectangular square. Well, Trevor, how do you, how do you do? Uh, I think I already mentioned, I think that's his pocket square. A lot of, uh, if, if you watch the acting going on in the background, it's all very good. Like watching the people from the bad place acting as Michael's talking really good. Michael does some dancing at the party. Uh, there's also the idea of uh, the concept of time being uh, inhaled. There's this tie. It looks so cool. Um, at least at the distance they're shooting him at. Then we get they talk about the Nixon tapes a little bit. Uh, uh, something fourteen for, uh, for oh for fourteen thirteen. Okay, so they're at a, at the bar now. Trevor and uh, Eleanor. Over Trevor's right shoulder, uh, there's someone eating dinner, and they have their body language. Uh, they couldn't figure out. It's like they're ending. A, they're trying to end a, end a dinner conversation. They're like half sitting, half standing. And at first, I thought they van they vanished, but I think they just walked behind Eleanor. I mean, I realize they're cutting all this as that it's a TV show, but it was just it just stuck out to me. Uh, something out of a Drew. What does that mean? Vanishes like something out of a dream. Uh, you, and then uh, Trevor's big pitch, Eleanor, is, hey, you won't have to try to fit in in the bad place, you know, which has kind of been thematically, like, you don't belong here. Like, where do you belong? Uh, then it's the morning after the party at, at Tahani's. Uh, the party lights are still moving slowly. Tahani takes some face board crown Eleanor. I don't know what that means. Face bar crown. Yeah, Eleanor's sleeping in her bathtub. That's another thing. It's like a great bathtub for sleeping or bathing. And it's like high up above a window that goes into her patio, which, I mean, normally if anybody's on your patio, you wouldn't want to be in the bathtub. But, like, the bathtub is above the window. I, I was just thinking, man, I would love to take a bath there. Yeah, because you could take a day bath and it'd be relaxing having all that sunlight. I guess you couldn't do, like, usually I watch, uh, like, I'll casually watch episodes of The Good Place across the room. But uh, even at night, it would be pretty relaxing. I don't know, something about having the window there, for me, 
especially you're in the bathtub, nothing, and you're above it, so no one's going to be able to see anything. I mean, this bathtub was huge. Uh, so I guess I'm just saying that would be awesome. Uh, here's Eleanor. How come my uh, closed captions, uh, subtitles, that's what they're called. They never started. Okay, then uh, we go back to another flashback of Eleanor working for a tech company. First one that was weird was they had a giant bowl of butterscotch candy. He said, I wouldn't work there. I'd be like, sorry, uh, you can't accept. He said, well, how much are you going to give me? You want to buy my podcast for, for uh, $40 million? Well, you have a bowl of butterscotch candy here. I can't possibly do business with you, I'm afraid. Uh, like, are you described, uh, are you run by a conglomerate of grandmothers or something? I mean, what, what, a few butterscotch candies mixed in with something, I can understand. Then they have a giant uh, thing of saltwater taffy. That one I don't have as big an objection about, but I still would be like, uh, can't you get some M- friggin' M&Ms or something uh, more mainstream? I mean, yeah, I guess the saltwater taffy, I, I, I don't think it's, I, I, believe me, I have some saltwater taffy from like four years ago in one of my kitchen cabinets. The beautiful design of my luxurious living is uh, up against the wall, the, the, the communal laundry's on. And so if someone does laundry all day, it melt, at some point it melted the saltwater taffy. Uh, then we go to Eleanor's work at Nasopro. Uh, there's a sign on a wall that says GTFO. Uh, not team. Eleanor's big on not being a part of a team. She doesn't join things. Or past Eleanor didn't. Uh, then we see uh, they're using Tahani's, uh, Tahani's uh, dining room table uh, for negotiation. In her house, in Tahani's office, but she doesn't have an office. Uh, Michael has a really nice lighter blue tie that I'll wear for a while. Kind of like a sky blue, maybe a periwinkle. A kind of plaid white. Uh, I don't know what that means. Maybe it's a pocket square. Uh, maybe it's a suit. And then it says, maybe it's what's on the tie. Then a darker blue pocket square. Eleanor aspires to be a good place. Michael channels his inner... Oh, this was really good. I don't have a time on this. Uh, this is like the end of Willy Wonka, the, the um, original Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder version. And I'll say it in a sleep with me voice. He says, you'll get nothing. You get nothing. Uh, Michael totally cha- cha- channels Gene Wilder. I'd love to know in an interview if he did or if it was just... Uh, it was unrelated, you know, totally unrelated. But he says it just like it reminds me of that scene in Willy Wonka. That was the scene that stuck with me. People say, "What about the fizzy lifting drink?" I say, "What? Uh, what about that boat scene?" Well, I kind of remember that. Uh, what about Augustus Gloop? Uh, yeah, kind of. Well, but I mostly remember everything about the movie. What Mike TV? Oh yeah, I remember that part too. Brucus. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Uh, so like, yeah, I remember that. But yeah, also when he said you get nothing, when he looks like a dad after work instead of Willy Wonka. Anyway, back to Bravo, Michael. Uh, then uh, we see. Well, we get to see where Jason's room is, which is kind of behind the buffet kitchen storage for Eleanor. I mean, uh, but Tahani's house because you see a giant coffee maker. 
extra chairs, some other buffet equipment, and uh, that's where Jason's secret room is hidden, or what was his meditative sanctuary, but uh, he gets busted by Tahani. She says, let's chant. And then the next episode kicks off, um, where J- right when their conversation, Jason ranks the uh, Fast and Furious films, where if you're wondering... And I don't know, I'm going to have to watch these movies. To, I mean, I haven't watched them in a while. I don't know if I've seen number seven. But here you go. I'll start with it. Tied for the third best Fast and Furious movies, according to Jason, which I would say it would probably pretty spot on. I mean, I, I don't know. The, I mean, I don't know. But uh, uh, movies three and four are tied for number three. Uh, movie seven is number two. And movie five is number one. Uh, so those are so if you want to see Fast and Furious, I would say go three, four, uh, maybe watch six first. I don't know, it didn't make the top three. Uh, so those are the best Fast and Furious movies. Uh, you, you still use the term professional amateur DJ. Uh, Tahani thinks uh, Ariana Grande, she's like, is this someone you're related to? Or it's just funny exchange. She also has a permanent no sta- snacks rule. She says no snacks in my house. Uh, then we're in Michael's office developing a uh, a game plan. Uh, we meet Bamba John. Oh, this episode's Cheaty's choice. That's how. I, like uh, this is a really good. Uh, we get a lot of Cheaty backstory. Cheaty, sorry. Uh, just trying to do how Tahani says it. Uh, Oh, we're in the Everything is Fine waiting room, which, uh, so it's Bombajan, uh, real Eleanor and fake Eleanor. They're using it as a conference room. Uh, Eleanor has a glass of water. There's a blue and yellow high, wide, wide highlighters. Uh, it's a, I think the highlighter brand highlighters. Yeah, some copies of the Universal Code of Ethics are being used. We start to learn about Cheaty's kind of flaws, uh, that he's no good at making choices under pressure. Uh, we're also in Michael's office where we see uh, the Trojan horse is over Michael's right shoulder, or maybe it's not a Trojan horse. Cheaty has a couple of great, uh, really good stuff about uh, dry erase boards. Maybe we'll read it. He also uses the term vexed when he always vexed. Uh, and he filibusters his recess. Man, I mean, this show is just so well written, acted, and directed. Yeah, Eleanor says that uh, Chidi once talked about John Rawls for two hours. Uh, Bamba John gives a good hug to Eleanor, like a really good needed hug. Uh, Chidi gets busted as a lo- Jason's love whisperer, which, of course, I can't think of the. the um, who that is, is a famous person. I know the movie Roxanne was based on it. Uh, yeah, then Chidi does a little bit of just sleep with me about, um, he talks about um, uh, dry erase. He starts listing the pros and cons of pen and paper versus dry erase boards and saying, well, the list of pros and cons we would need to, I'd need to decide. It's just really good. They say ethics team, Eleanor says that, uh, uh, we get into Eleanor's uh, house, and we see this. We get a really good look at her coffee table, which is like a some sort of wood plank coffee table, maybe reclaimed, polished. 
But I have big issues with her couch. I don't even know it's a couch. It's more of a futon with a back. And it's, I don't know, I guess the Icelandic primitive style. They don't like to be comfy and watch TV. Because it has a really long base, like too long, longer than anyone's upper leg, whatever that you call that, uh, your femur thing. And uh, definitely, like, at the back of it's wood. So not only is it too long for you to bend your knees um, without sitting, without your back against something. I mean, maybe they have better posture in Iceland. Uh, but just no way to lie down and watch TV unless you're lying flat on the, the futon part. They say, well, what, if you, what do you have to prop yourself up with pillows? I don't know. I like to lean back. Um I don't know. So I guess they have problems with her, her couch or sofa. Yeah, I said, how could you even use it? Uh, uh, true love is rare. I'm, oh, these are this is good dialogue. Okay, so this is what uh, uh, he says. Uh, no, Chidi, true love is rare, like a desert flower betwixt two oases. Uh, but true love's also simple. And right now I'm just a girl uh, towering over a boy. Asking him to admit he loves me. And then Eleanor says, I feel like her confession's a lot better than mine. Uh, then we see a Jason flashback of his big accomplishment where he interrupts uh, Zach, uh, the newscaster, and WTLV and a weather report to Jacksonville, Channel 12 Jacksonville. Uh, Zach, C-Z-Y-T-C-H-U. Uh, that's his last name, uh, the news. But uh, Jason calls him Carson Daly. He says, that's my greatest accomplishment ever. Uh, then Janet gives him wings, uh, chicken wings, as a gift for his kindness. Oh, this is, uh, Tahani says, chitty, chitty. Uh, that's how she says it, I think. Uh, uh, chitty. You think she has a little more E in there? Chitty, chitty. Uh, you can't do a uh, do Tahani imitation, but... Uh, 11.03, we get, oh, this is really good life lessons here. Eleanor gives two examples, legit examples of giving apologies. Uh, this one's the real one, uh, where she apologizes uh, to Tahani. Uh, she says, yeah, I did, and uh, I'm very sorry. Uh, I think, she, maybe that's not when she gives a great apology. Do you think you're supposed to, what, what's the apology you say, uh, what does it go? Is something, you say you're sorry, I, I forgot, it's like four parts, right? You say, uh, I was wrong, I'm sorry, uh, maybe like when you say you were wrong, yeah, I was wrong, oh, she does that, she says, I was wrong for not telling you Jason was not, uh, uh, um, Jeanu. Uh, and she says, I'm sorry. And then she says, instead she says, we have, she says, yeah, we have a complicated relationship, uh, but I care about you. Oh, she says, yes, I did. I'm very sorry. Uh, and then she says, yeah, let me fix it. How can I make it right? Uh, so she kind of hits those notes. Uh, so I guess it's just three parts. I was wrong. I'm sorry. How can I, can I make it right? And you think also, like, you have a right to your feelings, maybe it's part of it, too. Okay, so, uh, good apology by Eleanor, 11.03, and she gives another apology again. Then they watch a Deirdre and Margaret, which is an imaginary BBC show that ran for, like, uh, so many, 
16 years had 30 episodes. Uh, and we're in Michael's office. There's seven books and a steno pad on his desk. Uh, then we have a flashback. Uzo is Chidi's best friend, and they're eating at a restaurant called Eating Nemo. Yeah, his bestie Uzo. Uh, Chidi is uh, couldn't can't decide between pumpkin soup or risotto. A uh, little piece of uh, factoid about Eleanor uh, that I may have mixed up. She had her first shot when she was fourteen. Yeah, then she gives an apology when she's uh, doing uh, uh, Tahani's uh, hair. She says, she's I'm really sorry. Uh, and Tahani forgives her. Uh, and she says, maybe you and Jason are met to be together. And then Eleanor says, maybe we we're both banned from public transit systems in our cities. Uh, but then there's uh, then Janet shows up to show that, uh, save the date, in 10 minutes, Jason Mendoza and Janet... Uh, are going to be married, and there's even a save the date card that uh, Janet's holding. Uh, Janet calls Tahani. Oh, and then Michael calls Tahani Strawberry Mango Twist. I was like, Michael, come on, man. And Eleanor, because he's saying he's trying to help Chidi decide who he's in love with. Uh, Eleanor, who is some sort of purple yogurt. Uh, Real Eleanor, who seems to be some sort of pineapple uh, sherbet or sorbet. And then uh, um, Tahani Strawberry Mango Twist. Uh, then we see Uzo's wedding day, and Chidi's very sweaty. <laughs> but he's faked out. It was just, I'm your best friend. I knew this would happen. But then Chidi says, you know what? I'm headed to the good place right now. And he goes He goes and does it uh and then he says, and then he's back with Michael, and he says, Michael, I think I know what I, who I love. And Michael says, go do it. And she says, I'm going to trust my gut. Then we get to the wedding, and uh, the wedding is uh, probably, it's definitely a high point for sure, like two minutes long. Uh, Jason dances in, and uh, it's, just, it's just so good. He dances in. And uh, Eleanor, the only attendees are Eleanor and Tahani, and they're drinking wine and kind of laughing. And uh, he even, he, he's, Jason's actually really uh, ripped. I, he's, he's got good buys. I said, holy cow, and tries, because that kind of makes it, you know, they balance each other out. And then um, he says, he's, uh, what are those vows? He says, Janet, my digital queen. Uh, Janet, we can dare to dream. Uh, uh, send N-A-K-E-D, N-U-D pics of your heart to me. And then he says, Jackson Jaguars rule. And then Janet says, it just so much, like, uh, like it's just weird how, like, uh, Janet is uh, much different than Data in uh, Star Trek, uh, but she can be the fountainhead for so much. She has a different kind of humanity and, and a very different character. But she's also like this fountainhead for hum, hum, humanity and human moments, uh, as the data was in some sense. Uh, she says, Jason, when I was rebooted, I lost all my knowledge. I was confused and disoriented, but you were always kind to me. According to the central theme of 230,000 songs or something, movies and poems, 
I researched for these vows in the last three seconds. That's what love's all about. And then Janice says, uh, by the power vested in me by me, I pronounce this husband and wife. Uh, it's beautiful. I mean, it's really a beautiful moment. Uh, they did say, can you officiate your own wedding? I didn't have a chance to look at it. Huge smiles on Jason and Janet. Uh, Janet's bouquet is also beautiful. It had white and lavender roses are pit, you know. There's a, then uh, there's a bar in Tahani's place, uh, and Tahani and Eleanor in front of it talking. There's a giant plate of chicken wings. Looked really good. Uh, it's three favorite. Oh, Chidi says here's my three favorite yogurts, um, which made me think about soft serve versus frozen yogurt. And then I thought, what are my three three favorite? Not frozen yogurts, but soft serve. And I said, well, just, I guess chocolate and vanilla twist. That's one flavor. I haven't had like a blackberry, but I think or some sort of berry-based uh, soft serve in a long time because uh, it's so since California, we don't really have a lot of soft serve ice cream places. You know, newsflash: appreciate what you have, people. You don't know the glory of the world you live in. I mean, it's not you know we got other good stuff, but. And you can get froyo, but that's different than soft serve ice cream, which we'll learn about in the factoid part. Uh, but yeah, blackberry is another one that I don't have a lot. Uh, then after that, I wouldn't even know where to go because usually those are like, uh, I mean, like I talked about, there's like this one place where, uh, like, uh, it, it was it's in a gas station, believe it or not. And they have like 80 flavors of soft serve because they inject, you know, some flavor gel in there. But And I can't have Irish cream normally, but I can have Irish cream flavored things. And they have like a, a Irish cream injected flavored uh, soft serve that just has a hint of coconut in there. Whatever the uh, flavoring that they decided for Irish cream was. And it's delicious. I love that one. So I guess that would be my top three. Even though I haven't had a blackberry or a berry, boysenberry, mixed berry, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, probably like five years. Uh, um, those would be my top three, just in case anybody's wondering. And with that, they're married. Um, let's see what else. Uh, oh, Tahani says... Uh, uh, you were my nearest lifeboat to Chidi. And then uh, she goes, she said, you know, I was mixed up. Uh, and they talk about kind of, she says, true love is what Janet and Jan you have. Uh, she goes, you know, we had some kind of connection because we're highly educated sophisticates, uh, but not true love. And then we just get to watch uh, Michael or Janet and uh, Jason dance their wedding dance. And the episode comes to a close. Oh, wait. And Chidi learns all this. And he's like, what? And that's how the episode ends. Right, so the first thing I want to cover was uh, the differences between uh, frozen yogurt and ice cream, like soft serve and stuff, which I don't, I didn't actually know. Yeah, there's a couple. This is from Spoon University, which I think is like uh, Austin area. Oh, Texas. Yeah, t- Ashley, this was written by Ashley Peek, P-E-E-K, from Texas Christian University in uh, May 13th, 2015. And this is on uh, SpoonUniversity.com. 
And uh, let's see. So uh, there's ice cream, uh, which according to the USDA, according to Ashley, is 20% cream, 10% milk, uh, and usually about 10% uh, fat, though some can have more. And it's usually, it'll be uh, frozen. And then there's frozen yogurt, which it says is just ice cream, but soft. Uh, same ingredients, uh, but from a machine that incorporates more air and doesn't allow the ice cream to get as hard. Then there's gelato, uh, which is that it's churned very slowly, contains about only four, 5 to 7% fat, uh, a higher ratio of milk to cream, and served at a warmer temperatures and then, then versus being super icy. And then there's custard, which I think some soft serve ice cream is custard sometimes, or maybe only fancy, but, like, uh, but I think I remember frozen custard as a kid. Uh, that has uh, egg yolk in it. Uh, all the ing- other ingredients are the same, but uh, having yogurt. Yeah, co- she she mentions uh, a place in Milwaukee called Cops of Frozen Custard. And then there's frozen yogurt, uh, uh, which, uh, let's see. In the addition to the mixture of ice cream, yogurt is added, which makes it more tangy. But then let me see. I think there's an article over here at sfgate.com, healthyeating.sfgate.com. And this one, I don't see an author credited, uh, but ice cream and frozen yogurt are made from dairy. Uh, in order for a frozen treat to be labeled as ice cream, it must contain 10% milk fat. Uh, and some can contain up to 16% milk fat. Frozen yogurt is not made with cream and does not have a fat requirement. It's made from cultured milks uh, such as yogurts. Uh, so there you go. Not really. Uh, I guess what I'm looking for is frozen custard uh, or what I'll be looking for next time I can. Next thing I want to cover was Carson Daly. Uh, because uh, Carson Daly's uh, Jason loves Carson Daly. Carson Daly seems like one of these preeminently likable uh, uh, personalities. Uh, so I thought we'd just, uh, we'd just find out a little bit about him. He was born in Santa Monica. He's uh, from uh, his parents. Well, his mom's from uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Uh, wow, went to Santa Monica High, Loyola Marymount. Uh, so he went to a Jesuit uh uh, school, but dropped out to become a pro golfer. Uh, worked to, to make St. Patrick's Day an official holiday in Ireland, maybe. Uh, was an intern at Jimmy Kimmel at 18 in Palm Springs. Uh, started his broadcasting career, career at KOME in San, San Jose. Uh, then quickly bumped up to the uh, 6 to 10 p.m. time slot at KROQ. Uh, then MTV recru- recruited Daly as a summer VJ uh, at a, sh- on a show called Motel California. At the end of the summer, they said, well, you better come on permanently and move to New York. Uh, then he started uh, MTV Live, uh, uh, then Total Request Live. Uh, all like uh, from 98 to 2003. Then uh, did some New Year's Eve, uh, did it, oh, did one New Year's Eve special. 
then in 2011, uh, host and executive producer in an NBC show, The Voice, appears in a brief but pivotal role, and my name is Earl. Is filled in on uh, the Today Show and uh, the Weekend Today Show. So there's some interesting stuff. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't have. I mean, I just to say that guy seems likable. I really likable. He must be. It seems like like a nice enough person and charismatic. Like and seems very intelligent. Now there's a line, and I had to look it up of. Uh, uh, from the move from the movie Notting Hill, it's a rewritten line uh, that Tahani says, uh, and this is mind blowing to me because I can remember going to this movie. It was from 1999, and I'm pretty sure it's a really enjoyable film. I think I've only seen it once, maybe twice. Uh, it's a romantic comedy. Uh, it's uh, written by Richard Curtis, uh, who had rewritten Four Weddings and a Funeral. And it stars Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. It was well-received. Uh, it was the highest-grossing grossing British film that year. Won a BAFTA. Uh, uh, the plot is a romantic comedy. Uh, I think it kind of... Um, I don't want to get into it too much. Uh, but uh, uh, Julia Roberts kind of plays a Julia Roberts-type character. And uh, maybe, maybe I'll have to rewatch it. Uh, yeah, but this is what I wanted to read uh, from here. Richard Curtis developed the film from thoughts while lying awake at night. Uh, this is from the Wikipedia article on Notting Hill. Uh, he, he described the starting point as the idea of a very normal person going out with an unbelievably famous person and how that impinges on their lives. Uh, Mike Newell was approached to work on it, but it was already working on Pushing Tin... Uh, Duncan Kentworthy turned to Roger Mitchell and uh, finding someone as good as Roger was just like finding the right actor to play each role. Uh, they chose, uh, Curtis chose to write it in Notting Hills. That's where he lived. A uh, perfect melting pot and setting for a film, uh, which was kind of hard, uh, filming it in such a bu- busy urban area. Yeah, because they didn't worried about having Roberts and Grant on public streets with all the onlookers, but they did it anyway. Yeah, first day of shooting was on Portobello Road, and there was gridlock. Um, but people I believe they were genuinely excited about the film. It was a lot of work, uh, but it sounds exciting. And Richard Curtis is quoted as saying. Yeah, I would sometimes wonder what it would be like if I just turned up at my friends' houses and where I used to have dinner once a week, and the most famous person at the time, be it Madonna or whomever, it all sprang from there. How would my friends react? Oh, if he showed up with Madonna, who would try to be cool? Who? How would you get through dinner? What would they say to you afterwards? So I just thought that was interesting. Uh, Another person that came up was Barry Diller, uh, who is a very well-known uh, American business person, chairman of uh, and senior executive of IAC in Expedia, uh, founder of the Fox Broadcasting and USA Broadcasting, member of the Television Hall of Fame, uh, born in Sanford, born into born in San Francisco. 
uh, started her career in the William Morris Agency mailroom after dropping out of UCLA. Uh, learned a lot about the entertainment industry through their archives. Uh, worked her way up uh, uh, to work for the head of ABC West Coast. Um, uh, from there, Diller worked on negotiating broadcast rights for feature films, uh, then became vice president of development in 65. Uh, Diller created the ABC Movie of the Week, uh, pioneering the concept of made-for-television movies uh, through a series of 90-minute films produced exclusively for television. Uh, then served 10 years as a chairman of Paramount, starting in 74, where they churned out hit television shows like Laverne and Shirley Taxi, uh, Cheers, uh, films like Saturday Night Fever, Grease, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of uh, Fun, Terms of Endearment, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, then uh, 84 to 92 uh, held the uh, positions of chairman and chief uh, CEO of Fox and uh, had a lot of hits there. Uh, then bought a stake in QVC, and then uh, uh, left. Then uh, became acquired the ninety-seven acquired the assets of Silver King Broadcasting, uh, the rights to USA Network, and locally uh, uh, run stations dubbed the USA Broadcasting. Uh, then in the 2000s, chairman of Expedia. So a lot of things. Uh, also was a mentor of, uh, was against, according to 2003 on a Bill Moyer show, against a media consolidation. So that's good to know. Um, also was a mentor to uh, people like Michael Eisner, Don Steele, Jeffrey Katzenberg, uh, Don Simpson, uh, so, yeah, and, uh, like, uh, uh, Diller and, uh, uh Diane von, von Faustenberg, uh, have, uh, donated a lot of money, uh, to different, uh, uh to different causes. Uh, so, yeah, so a little bit about Barry Diller. I don't know, I see anything about their trust falls in there. Another thing was gel pens were mentioned, and I was like, what's a gel pen? Well, according to Wikipedia, gel pen is uh, uses ink, which is pigment suspended in a water-based gel. Yeah, because the ink is thick and opaque, it shows up more clearly on dark or slick surfaces than typical inks used in ballpoint or felt-tip pens. Uh, gel pen is similar in design to an ink-based pen with a barrel uh, containing writing mechanisms and a cap, a reservoir filled with ink, uh, it has a higher viscosity, which just supports a, a proportion of pigments in the medium. So I don't know. I, I said, "What's the difference between a gel pen and a regular?" It just it, uh, is it. I thought it was a marketing thing, but it turns out it's not. Okay, what about a ding dong, which I have at home sometimes? Uh, it's a chocolate cake produced and distributed in the U.S. by Hostess Brands and in Canada by Saputo Incorporated under the name King Don. It used to be known as Big Wheels at some point. Uh, been produced since 1967, except uh, for a little while when they were out of business in 2013. 
and it's round with a flat top and bottom, three inches in diameter, slightly taller than an inch, uh, similar to a hockey puck, but smaller, with a white cream in the center and uh, chocolate glaze over chocolate cake. Uh, originally came in aluminum foil, so it could be carried in lunches. Uh, so it used to be, uh, I don't know, I just like, uh, just, I do enjoy those, but like so. And then, uh, real quick, we'll cover the Arch Bridge, uh, which we see. Uh, this is also from Wikipedia. Arch Bridge is a bridge with abutments at each end as a curve, shaped as a curved arch. Uh, they work by transferring the weight of the bridge and its loads, uh, primarily in, in, into a horizontal thrust, uh, restrained by abutments on either side. A viaduct may be made by a series of arches, Although, although other more economical structures are typically used. Uh, the oldest one is it was in Greece around 1300 B.C. That's ex- still existing. Uh, the stone Cobal Arch Bridge is still used by the local populace. Uh, uh, there's a 4th century Rhodes footbridge. Uh, although true arches were already known by the Etruscans and ancient Greeks, the Romans were... As with the vault and the dome, uh, first able to fully realize the potential for arches for bridge construction. And uh, it features uh, a list of Roman bridges combined by, c- compiled by Colin O'Connor. It features 330 Roman stone bridges for traffic, uh, 34 timber bridges, and 54 aqueduct bridges. Uh, a substantial part still standing and even used to carry vehicles. And you can read about more about that on Wikipedia. So it's a little bit about uh, those are some things we learned in uh, tonight's episode. A good place to learn and sleep. Good night. Okay, I want to thank everybody for the show over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, FJ, FJ, FKC, JD, NJD, VJ, DNC from Canada. Says, uh, very beautiful. This podcast, in all honesty, makes me feel safe. I habitually sleep with the lights on. But when I play, play this podcast, I can sl- turn the lights off. Also, it makes me dream, a rare occasion for me. Oh, well, that's very nice. Uh, uh, Molly J. did not like uh, the podcast. Uh, and uh, it, did, it did help him fall asleep, though. Uh, Ava uh, Fox Show. Ava Fox Show. Ava, Ava Fox Show. Uh, wholehearted and relaxing, makes my night, makes me smile, if not on the outside, then on the inside. Awesome. Uh, glad this exists. Uh, Daria uh, Girl says, so helpful. Friend recommended it. Uh, it really did help me have yet to be awake by the end of an episode. Uh, all H's and two or three L's. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven H's and three L's maybe. Uh, thank you. Podcast amazing. Uh, it's the only thing that I found that helps in the middle of the night and puts me back to sleep. Thank you for existing. Uh, thank you for reviewing. Uh, how about Adam can sing? Uh, love this app. Uh, love you, Scooter. Works every time. Don't last more than five or ten minutes. Uh, and I want to thank some people on YouTube. Ethan, Helena, uh, Deborah, uh, to the point, Eliza, Eliza Libby. Uh, Andrea, thank you all. Thank you and good night. Kel Bell, Miss Brownie, uh, Celia, thank you, thanks and good night. 
Asmat, uh, Nuclear, Ruth, uh, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Friedrich, uh, Caesar Pizza, and uh, Saveza, thank you, and thanks, and good night. Uh, Love, uh, MY, and James, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Kamasu, Ryan, and Jeremy, thank you, thanks, and good night. Eduardo, me and dog, and Bunny Rabbit, uh, thank you, thanks, and good night. Wern, Matthew, and Ann, thanks, and good night. Megan, Susan, Steve, and Matau, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, thanks, thanks, and good night, everybody. Thanks for the board love and good night.